Episode oh, three, huh? Yeah, episode three. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. What do we have today to drink? The uh, unbranded soda. Unbranded soda. Until yeah. <laughs> they start sending that loot. They start sponsoring us. Now when we have official sponsor because the can will be on the table. Oof, it'll be legit. And yeah, we're a little ways away from <laughs> yeah. that. We'll have some like janky beaver buzz or something. That's low so level. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to another episode of Modified with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching. My name is Elvis. Tim. Rob. The topic for today is why LS Swap is the best engine choice for Ooh. someone to go with. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> when, when they're working on a project car or whenever they're, yeah, just making an end, doing an engine swap, why it's the best or not the best option. Uh, and I know, yeah, again, I think you have a strong, a strong feeling towards this. I have a pretty this. strong opinion towards it. <laughs> so, but well, that mostly comes from being a business owner, but we can get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, before we get started, I just want you guys to, if this is your first time watching, you can watch us on video on our YouTube channel at Trick Factory Customs. If you're just listening to it on a podcast for the first time, uh, you can also, if you're interested, you can follow us on Instagram, Trick Factory Customs, TikTok. All of that stuff. Uh, so if you like the video, give it a thumbs up as well. Uh, yeah, with that said, let us dive into it. So <laughs> LS Swap everything. I feel like LS Swap has become like almost like uh, everyone just says LS Swap, LS Swap this, LS Swap that. Yeah, do it because it's easy, right? You hear it yeah. all the time. But, but there, I feel like there's also a strong community that's like, nope, we're not LS Swapping. There's a lot of, but before we actually get started, for those of you that might not know, we want to start at the bare basics, bare, like the beginning of what is an engine swap. What's an engine swap? Yes. Basically, what either, well, you can do like an on-brand engine swap. So you'll take something out of either a more par powerful model within the same brand and put it in a different car. Or what's more common now is you're taking a completely different brand power plant and putting it into a different platform. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very interesting. So, so those are the two different, like the very different mindsets in doing engine okay. swaps. Yeah. So all with the old, in with the new. Mm -hmm. So what is what is an LS? What is an LS engine? What is an LS? An LS is basically the GM's most, I would say, reliable, modifiable platform that they produced in a long time. And it just, it works so it's become super super popular because it's not overly expensive and it just has like there's no other way to say it, it has insane potential for what it is mm -hmm. like there's not another platform that i can think of that has the amount of attainable like potential of anything else mm -hmm. so like i mean your average guy can get 1500 horsepower, which even five years ago, six years ago was like mind blowing Crazy. numbers. And now you got kids running around with a thousand horsepower for pretty, like not a lot of money. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously the more money you spend, the more reliable it's gonna come. But for the average person to experience a thousand horsepower in their lifetime is insane. Like <laughs> 10 years ago, that was like, yeah, that mind was like blowing. full on race car stuff. Because I remember when the Bugatti Veyron came out, I mean, that feels like 2005, that feels like what, 15 years now or yeah. something. Mm -hmm. But still like a thousand horsepower at that time was unheard of in a oh, road right? car. But you're it, like, yeah. wait, a thousand horsepower? Yeah. 
yeah. quad turbo yeah, yeah. W16 like, and what did it cost? It was an obscene yeah, amount of money. Point, whatever, yeah. a million dollars. And that was 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so for those of you guys that don't know, before the LS, Chevy had what? The small blocks? Small block and Chevy. big blocks and then, yeah. of the yeah, 70s. The traditional platforms were small block Chevy, big block Chevy. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and they were around for Okay. Like 80 years, <laughs> literally so 80 years. Long. A lot of iterations yeah. too, and so, all of that. The small blocks and big. So blocks basically, the LS is like a lot of the previous sort of race things that you would do to bolster a small block Chevy mm -hmm. are standard yeah. in an LS. Okay. Yeah. So, so like a so. big thing back in the day was like a four bolt main and all these type of things, and then now it's just in an LS. It's basically like a six bolt main, more or less. Like it has all these things built into it, even in its cheapest form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, they, they, the engineers at you know, Chevrolet GM, they, when they were doing the LS, they took all of the, the, the things that made a, a, you know, a super like fully built race small block Chevy engine yeah. and just put that all into their standard build. And because of that, it's freaking amazing. Like a Bowen stock truck, LS, which is, is like yesteryear's full tilt race engine, mm -hmm. like bone stock. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. So like we joke about it a lot in the shop, the previous <laughs> like small block Chevy and you were lucky enough to be here for it was like the hot ticket was a 383 stroker. Like Oof. that was like the, you know, the hot mm -hmm. ticket. And we just dialed one, which was a fairly strong version of what it was. And it put what three, Three's 360 70, to the yeah. rear wheels, which is like a 425 horsepower motor. But in that time, that was probably a $30,000 build, Ooh. like Brodex heads, roller yeah. rockers, like all the best of everything. Yeah. Blueprinted. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Ballast blueprinted. Ballast and blueprinted. Now your standard six liter truck motor in a Silverado makes 425 horsepower. Yeah. That, and that's stock. Stock, yeah. like stock. no changes, no nothing. That's crazy. And it's all up from there. Yeah. So yeah, the potential from that point mm -hmm. is absolutely staggering, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's common knowledge that you take, you put uh, an aftermarket camshaft, you know, some new springs into a stock truck LS, even a 4.8 liter, and you're gaining, you know, extra 50, 100 horsepower, just mm -hmm. absolutely insane. You know? And the reliability is off the charts. Yeah. like. Again, like in the time that you've been here, we've done some LS swaps, and do you ever see them again? Mind blowing. You no. never see them again. <laughs> it's like the only time they stop by is to tell you how happy they are. Whereas like 383 right. guy is like overheating, he's got all these issues, and now he's trying to add modern amenities, and that and motor is just not built yeah. to yeah. sustain it. Like it doesn't, like even that little bit of extra load adding air conditioning is like pushing him over the top. Whereas mm -hmm. as a LS is like, just load it up and the thing will be fine. Yeah, I have like uh, some stuff written down of why LS engines are, and so we can dive into each one or each uh, point, I guess. So the first one is availability oh, of just how yeah. available I mean, they are. It's, yeah. so, <laughs> there's no shortage, yes. well currently there's a shortage of LSs because, but as far as used stuff for enthusiasts, mm -hmm. there's available everywhere. Yeah, you can, you yeah. can get one. You don't and have to look very hard. And a lot of junkyards, yeah. like they're everywhere. Yeah. Like I, so for example, like I uh, own, this is my first LS swap, but I own a 1972 Jag, Jaguar XJ. Mm -hmm. um, and I was looking for an engine swap. Initially I was going to do a 350. I don't know, actually I had a 454. 
oh, uh, big wow. block that I was gonna put That's in. Some brick. Yeah, <laughs> but like, and I actually got the engine for free. Like the guy that was selling the car oh. with me sold, just gave me the. I was like, oh yeah, I have this engine. Yeah, it was and he pulled it from like a motorhome or something. <laughs> <laughs> the worst possible version of a 454. Yeah, yeah. it's so, like 160 horsepower. Yeah, well, it does have some good torque though. Oh yeah. So, That's true. but That's I was true. going to do all the work to that, like, and then put it in. But then I was like, wait a second, there, there's LSs available. And I was like, just for fun, just looking on eBay. Yeah. I was like, ooh, what's available? Because I, I didn't have a lot of junkyards that were close to me at the time um, when I lived in California. I mean, there prob probably are, but I just didn't even have the energy. Or because in junkyards, you can go a day that you can go, you can go to a junkyard, you can pull the engine yourself yeah. and they charge you like what, 350, 350 bucks yeah. or something, or even cheaper. Yeah. Because so, so I've seen some guys actually go there. They have this, uh, sometimes oh, they have this, it. you, you, pack, build, it if you pack it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you carry it, yeah. you can yeah. take it out of the junkyard and it's pretty much free or you pay like $10 yeah. or something. Yeah. Anything you can pack for 50 bucks. And you would see guys carrying these engines. And I'm like, you guys are insane. Yeah. How can you carry all this? They'll pay for it later. <laughs> they don't save any money. Oh, no. They're bad. They're pay yeah. for it. Yeah, it's room. terrible. Maybe. But like, anyway, like, it's just interesting how, because they put it in so many things. They put it in work vans. They put it in uh, the Escalade. They put it in what? The, the trucks, the 1500s mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from what? 1998 or something? Yeah, 98. 1998 up until like, I don't know. When did the L, is that LT then? No, that was mm, not an LS no, anymore. No, now it's LQ? not an LS. No. no. What is it? Damn. Africa. Anyways. Anyway, yes. They changed the platform a bit. Yeah, but so they pretty much the late nineties to two thousand ten ish. Is the, is the most? The, yeah, that's probably the most attainable LS. Affordable, yeah. yeah, without going too crazy with the very like that modern keeps you stuff. in like the LS one, LS two, LS three mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. family of them. Yeah, yeah, but you could get there's so many variations of it. You have the five three, the five seven, which is five five point three liter. 5.7 liter, 6 liter, what else? 6.2. It goes two, all the way up two. to 7 liters. Ooh. 7. Yeah, there's a 7. The Z06, I think, was a 7 in the oh, C6. Yeah. That's pretty so it's awesome. it's like a 427. But yeah. yeah. So availability is pretty crazy because yeah. I ended up buying on eBay. I bought my LS. It's not, people don't call it an LS. They call it the L. There's a lot of LQ9 like snob, yeah, oh, snobs, yeah. snobs with the whole LS, LQ. But I got my 5.3 uh, from a truck. And it was 600 bucks shipped to my door from eBay. Yeah, with all the stuff. Yeah, computer, wiring, everything. Everything. Yeah. And so a lot of the purists for my, for like the Jags, they're like, why didn't you just leave the normal engine in it? I'm like, why would you leave a 50 year old yeah. engine yeah. that that blows head gaskets? Well, right, like, no it's tomorrow. antiquated, it's unreliable. It's slow. Good luck finding parts <laughs> for it. <laughs> Well, that's the reality that pushes you to that place is like yeah. you can do that, but the cost and the expense is just too high. It doesn't make any sense. No. Like you're going to rebuild that motor. It's going to cost you, we'll say $15,000 if you want to make it good mm -hmm. where you can drive it in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be, it's probably going to take you a year Yeah. because who do you send your Jaguar motor to? I know. To? There's Where do you get Jag performance Jag, parts yeah. exactly. and all these different things? And even finding anybody that's familiar with it yeah. is going to be enough of a struggle. And if they are specialized in that platform, you're going to pay for it. Very oh, true. Yeah. So whereas the LS is your 370 horsepower and you're not taxing it in any way. It's no. in its stock base form. Yeah. And they're already up. 
almost a hundred percent in the yeah. horsepower. Yeah. yeah. And that's on the very bottom end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. So I get a lot of grief about it. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, mean, I mean, the argument, you know, for LS is, you know, affordability, they're plentiful, the potential is there. And like, like Tim was just touching on, like, if you ever have an issue, it's, it's almost so common. It, it's, it's a common enough thing that there's so many like, you know, special, you know, people out there that could work on it almost anywhere. Like yes. you could go to any backwoods place mm -hmm. and find somebody that knows how to wrench on an LS mm -hmm. because of, you know, the, the, just the way they are engineered. They're, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. And so, that, I mean, market support is insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It like, is so like pretty much any LS part is a day away. And I'm mm -hmm. like, the range is from the most basic stock part all the way up to like, 2000 horsepower parts like yeah. you want to buy a billet intake somebody has one for it <laughs> yeah. and it's ready to go yeah. Yeah. you got the money it's ready to ship yeah. whereas so much of this other stuff you're just waiting and then yep. like any of those niche performance guys it's like it's pretty much made to order mm. yeah. so you place order you wait four months and then you know and then you hope you don't break something else so you yeah. spend more time broken down yeah another interesting thing like you already touched on it but is support the support that's available for it mm -hmm. well because even in the sense of just people knowing about them yeah just yeah. the actual support in having people that can work on them is, is insane anybody yes. can work on an ls yeah like you look on you go on youtube you go anywhere there's thousands thousands of people and that aren't intimidated to take it apart yeah like we yeah. have other vehicles in the shop right now i look at the motor and i'm just like nope <laughs> yeah. like i don't even know what i'm looking at yeah so yeah. it's like in that respect it's too intimidating whereas mm -hmm. an ls is like you if you have an aptitude for it you can yes. learn how to work on it yeah true just like with with mine uh, a prime example i had never touched an engine before never done anything but i was like i want to know how to do this i didn't have anyone around me that had, that could do that and so i was like i just went on went on to youtube went on to google mm -hmm. and even from the like things like there's little things you have to swap out if you're putting a truck engine into a car like the oil pan was yeah. too big and so i yeah. had to but that's what you talked about is availability the holly i just got a, a holly pan mm -hmm. and it came my door like two or three days it yeah. was there i didn't know how to do anything again youtube the internet i flipped it around they showed me everything to do to change the oil yeah. pan the pickup tube all of that stuff and it didn't even take me long it was so easy i was like oh my gosh i'm doing this and yeah. it, it was pretty awesome and so it's yeah I, I i and then another part too is why it's wiring it too because um with a lot of things it's really with fuel injection you have to do run a lot of wires have to do all of this stuff but with the ls i found that it was available online it's, there's this resource resource called lt1swap.com and he has tons years of just knowledge there of every connector everything you need to do to get your engine running in your project car or wherever you put it yeah. in pretty much yeah so. So that's a that's a beautiful little gem to find yeah it was like, oh my gosh this well is that's the so problem easy. with most motor swaps as soon as you're going from taking out where it is to where it's going is wiring and plumbing is the yeah. hardest part mm -hmm. like anybody can just plunk a motor in there there's usually four bolts and a bell housing and then the rest of it is where all the work comes. Mm -hmm. So on LS, there's a, like you say, there's a million guys, like vehicle specific. Yeah. Like I want to put this in this vehicle and I want my dash to work. You're like, no problem, <laughs> here you go, here's your harness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a piece of cake. Like yeah. it's, whereas some of these other ones, it's just, yeah, like there's, it's going to cost you 
twice as much for wiring than it did for you to buy the motor. Yep. So you're not saving anything. Like no. it's costing you a fortune. Plus no. you need to have someone that's really specialized in what they're doing. Yeah. That's familiar with those things. Yeah. Whereas the GM stuff, like there's only a few different variations of it. So they're pretty well versed in it. Like mm -hmm. it's, you just tell them what you got and they'll put the harness together for you. Yeah. yeah. And I love the, uh, you know, the reliability that comes along with using an LS power plant. I mean, all of that other stuff is, is fantastic, mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day, that reliability and the accessibility for all the parts and whatnot, what you need, means you're gonna be driving your project, your hot rod, whatever it is, that much sooner and you're gonna get to you're gonna get the opportunity to enjoy, enjoy it, it. <laughs> yeah. daily almost with no hiccups ever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean it, it's just that that that's a very valuable thing and we actually see a lot of that now in business we've been doing a ton of ls conversions okay. on a lot of old stuff like old muscle cars hot yeah. rods and yeah. all the things because people are like so sick and tired of having these vehicles that they spent a ton of loot on that are just unreliable and just you know not to say that they're junk but they're just like you got to be a, a specific well, kind of person to want that whereas in mm. ls you could be joe schmo you know you get in there <laughs> turn the key and you're good to go like you're out burning tires yeah with crazy horsepower potential and reliability on the daily so, so i like, love that when, whenever you guys are t talking with clients about it, because I'm sure, I'm sure uh, some clients want to stick with what they know, like mm -hmm. a lot of older clients want to stick with the normal like 350 or 454 or yeah. 383. So is it hard usually convincing them or? Well, a lot of them get married to what they have. Yeah. Okay. So then it becomes like a, you know, they... We all get frustrated and want to make what we have work. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm so heavily invested in this. Mm -hmm. But what generally what normally happens is by the time you get that to do what they want it to do reliably, you're you probably three quarters in. of the way to putting an LS in mm. it. But because of the stigma around the LS swap is like, it's almost like a cop out. Yeah, it's overdone. <laughs> yeah, and it's overdone and it's easy and it's blah, blah, blah. But it's like, again, like we keep touching on this in these conversations that we have is like you have to be honest about your intent mm -hmm. so you put an ls in one of these things and it's like these guys actually want to go out and drive their car to be able to go to different places and they're mm -hmm. not trying to burn tires they're not trying to it's not like a weird pissing contest where you're just throwing numbers back and forth like oh i got this i got this mm -hmm. and they get out and they actually get to use their car i literally have customers now just calling me to see how I'm doing. <laughs> like before you would drag like, oh no, what's yeah. wrong now? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's only been gone for a day, but, and a lot of that other stuff is like, it's so old. Like a lot of people don't take into account the age of that stuff. Mm. Like some of that stuff is 50, 60, 70 years old. Like yeah. to say that out loud sounds, seems crazy, but yeah. even the reliability of a 30 year old engine, a 30 year old engine's 1990. Like that's, that's not even that crazy, yeah. that you know what I mean? Yeah. But these guys are running motors from the 70s. Yeah. So they're literally running a 50 year old motor and they're like, oh, this, of course you're gonna have reliability issues. Stuff just wears out and it's old. So switching it over to an LS and then like once you get over the hood popping part, like you can detail out an LS and make it look crazy. Sky's the limit, like it's mm -hmm. insane now. But to make a five, 600 horsepower LS, it's not that hard. It's so, pretty easy. So what do you need to make that kind of power on an LS? 
If you started like with a six liter stuff. and you did cam and lifters, you're like 500 horsepower all day oh, long. Shoot. No problem. And that's fairly inexpensive. Wow. And that's not with impeding its reliability at all. No. Mm -hmm. So like these guys spent their entire childhood trying to chase like 300 horsepower. <laughs> 400 horsepower was like, that was a hot motor. It cost a lot of money. Now they got 500 horsepower and they don't even know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Like they're mm -hmm. out. But at the same time, a lot of those guys are driving brand new Chev pickups that mm. are four or 500 horsepower. Like the norm now is your average passenger car has 375 horsepower. That's just crazy. And then you get into any of these big sedans, like some of them are seven, 800 horsepower you're pushing out of them. Like we have friends with sedans that are like, yeah, like 775 to the wheels and reliable. Yeah. So if you even want to encroach on that and touch that, LS is by far the cheapest and fastest way to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also talking, going back to the variety of engines that you could get, you could get stuff from very like high mileage, like 150,000 miles, 600 bucks up until what? Like, because I know like people like Texas Speed, all of that builds motors. Mm -hmm. So what like, I don't know what kind of range is there and how do you know you're you're not spending too much on it because well, it's very easy to do the biggest thing with the ls and the way the game has changed is previously when you built a 450 horsepower motor in that era you expected it almost to be unreliable like <laughs> whereas now when these guys like texas speed yeah yeah and Wagner and all these guys are producing these motors. They're producing it at like a thousand horsepower, 1200 horsepower, but there's an implied amount of reliability built into it. Mm -hmm. So it's like when they tell you it's 1200 horsepower and this is what you're paying for and it's $30,000, but you know you can drive it reliably. Like it's a lot like, so yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like this old stuff is like, you didn't expect it to work all the mm -hmm. time. Like it had to be in your blood. Like, oh, I got to adjust the valves today. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, before I take it out again, I got to, you know, mess with the air fuel. This stuff, you don't even got to think about it. Mm -hmm. Like if it doesn't start, it's probably not the motor. You got a wiring issue or yeah. some kind of fuel issue because the motors are just so good. That's awesome. So for your car, you're currently building a 240. Yes. So what engine did you decide to go with? Uh, I went with an LS, of course. Okay. I got a six liter LS. Uh, I believe it's LQ9 from a truck, okay. work truck. So, yeah. I, so it's I, aluminum? No, no, oh. it's cast iron. Is, oh, okay. Is, so it's cast iron and it's a six liter out of a truck. But it can hold more And boost. No? Yes. I, I, the five from, three is good. Actually, from what oh, I understand, I think the four eight. Okay is probably the best for holding really? maximum oh, boost. Oh, I didn't know that, okay. Now, I could be wrong, but that's what I heard. And mm -hmm. I believe it's because there's more meat in the cylinder walls. Mm -hmm. It can handle more more boost, but, right, I got six liters, so. Are you boosting yours then? Mine's gonna be boosted, but I'll be using a centrifugal supercharger. Um, so, yeah, available. I, I, I got this engine directly out of a work truck. It was totally running. It's got maybe 150,000 K on it, so it's, basically brand new that's another thing it was like a ls's are good for like just crazy amounts of actual mileage and what's interesting too is you don't have to build the whole thing are you building yours or no 
I'm, I am, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out okay. to make sure that it's good. Like, I mean, it's, it's a good idea to like, at least take an inspection, a moment to inspect your bearings okay. and your crank and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm going to be replacing the camshaft because you <laughs> know, <we> have to. <laughs> you, since you're in there, do, Might as well. do that and that I'll be putting aftermarket heads on it. Okay and yeah putting just a different intake other than the truck style one mm -hmm. uh, which you know actually makes more makes power. good yeah. power and anyways the they're just one. not very nice to look at yeah so put a new intake on it just for aesthetics but i know some guys that actually shave them like do like some shaving yeah. and plastic yeah. the, the trailblazer ss intake is i think dyno proven to be one of the best intakes that you could possibly get okay I mean, there's a couple other aftermarket ones that surpass it by a little bit, but mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's testament to the engineering that went into the build of that, you know, the LS engines. Mm. So awesome. anyways, yeah, they're, they're really, really great. And it doesn't take a lot no. to do that. So I got mine, it was relatively inexpensive and it's going to do everything that I need to do yeah. for not a lot of money. And I'll be able to turn key and drive it daily with 650 to 700 you know horsepower that's crazy no problem yeah. daily right <laughs> like it's just yeah so with your car the evo why did you decide like to go with a fully built like what what were you because yours is completely it's fully built mm -hmm. so can you tell us a little bit more about that of the engine well the original intention was to put the m120 mercedes motor in it is that the v12, the v12. <laughs> but to get a computer system that would run it. I was going to put ITBs on it and all these different things to get that motor up and running was going to be probably $20,000, $25,000. But oh I didn't know the at, like, I still don't know the actual, like we haven't pulled that one apart to see how good it is. So it was like a risky endeavor yeah, because we didn't really know the history of the motor. And then getting into some other platforms, like we have another build for a customer right now with a 190. He's using the supercharged M113. Oh, okay. And then we're, he's purchased the entire VRP speed kit for it, which is like another $20,000. And then he's got to get a standalone and a few other things. So on top of the cost of the motor, by the time he has that thing up and running, he's probably going to be $30,000. Yeah. And then now you're pushing the upper edges of the reliability mm -hmm. of that motor because you're already putting in a pretty well-tuned AMG engine. So it's like, it's being yeah. pushed pretty hard. Like yeah. it's a pretty fine line. So once you push it over the edge, then you got this reliability issue. So you can't just bolt that stuff on. There's a lot of other things you got to do, which yeah. is going to help compound the cast. And then the reliability side of it is, you know, I might be able to live with it, but once you start breaking stuff, how long did it take to get these parts? So if I was in Europe, there's a lot more support over there for the aftermarket and Mercedes and oh, all those yeah. type of things. Yeah. So yeah. you have access to those people. But if I break down, my car's going to be down for four months every time something mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. Even trying to get regular Mercedes service parts for some of this stuff now because it's not current is, you know, three, four months to get mm -hmm. things like the simplest little thing. Yeah. So that helped me steer away from all of that. And then realistically, one of the single biggest like influence in it was Cleus McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> like he was the I think, he put, I think he put Texas Speed on the map. Yeah, he oh, put Texas yes. Speed on the map. So, so true. like I'm watching this guy and he is just completely beating the shit out yeah. of these things over and, and over, over and over again. So it's like that was like the single biggest 
you know, endorsement that he could have possibly <laughs> gave for this yeah. thing. So then I started getting into that and then I ended up going Texas Speed. So I have a, a Texas Speed 408 Stroker, mm-hmm. bottom end, PRC heads, then I did the LME intake and then twin turbos. So my motor reliably, like I should be able to push 1,000, 1,200 horsepower all day long. The top end based on my fuel system and my turbo setup is I can do 15, 16. Mm. The bottom end can hold more than that. So there is a lot of potential there. I can't foresee ever needing it. So, and then the choices that I made in my car to make it look a little more exotic because I'm the same as everybody else. I didn't want just the mm-hmm. standard looking mm-hmm. LS was that LME intake and then the mirror image turbos, yeah. which gives it the exotic look. It looks so Which nice. I'm sure you can attest to because even though it's just your average yep. LS swap, like, oh, another LS swap, how many people actually the can comments. recognize that it's an yep. LS? They yep. still have to They're ask like, what, what it is. What is this? Right? So like, that's is this some kind of like V12 yeah. or So that's why I made the decisions engine. that I made yeah. to make it, to give it a little bit more of an exotic look and it worked, mm-hmm. but still in its essence, it's just another LS swap. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's a, that's another really cool thing is, we've, already, we've mentioned it before, but I just want to reiterate that is, the amount of support that there is for these, like you can personalize it in any way, shape or form that you want to, mm-hmm. just because there are so many options out there. If you yeah. want to change intakes, if you, if you don't want to, your, your car to look exactly or the engine bay to look like, I don't know, Joe Schmoes or any other person's, you can, you can pretty much change that easily just yeah. by going to Amazon or wherever you get your parts from and ordering yeah. something else yeah. and you're sure it's going to work and there's different specs with the different years of LSs, there's different changes, but all that information is all documented in like extensively on Yeah, the when you're purchasing, that was like the single biggest, like it's uh, gave me a lot of comfort because it's like, if you do this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. you're gonna get this. Mm-hmm. So there was all the guesswork was gone. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much do you wanna make? Wow. I wanna make this much. Okay, well, you're gonna need this, you're gonna at least need this, and you're gonna need this. And then the amount of knowledge and experience that these people have with it you it's like you put it on a dyno and it's like that's what it does yeah like you almost don't even have to dyno it anymore oh you're running this you're gonna make this much <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. it's, it's like you don't even have to think about it whereas yeah. some of this other stuff you might not even make it off the dyno because mm-hmm. it's gonna be in pieces like yeah. it's because everything's you're pushing everything and you're trying to find that spot and half the time is broken yeah so it's like you got to have deep pockets and if you want to be that guy i mean all the power to you but yeah it's just such a tried and true platform and there's so many formulas that, I mean, you got part numbers, mm-hmm. like guys will literally, like, do you want to make 550 horsepower? It's like this need. part number, this part number, yeah. this part number, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does it all day long, like plus yeah. or minus like five horsepower. Yeah. Tell me any other platform that you can do that with. Like mm-hmm. I'm not aware of a single one and we get to play with some pretty wild stuff and like short of the Audi V10 <laughs> and this, these are like the two, two ones that are like been everything's been done to them yeah. So. yeah turbos versus superchargers versus na versus nitrous oh that that in its own can actually be another episode that's uh you know those are all your your different sort of Power avenues routers. that you could go mm-hmm. you know each and every one of them has their own place yeah you know na and na i mean and and a high horsepower na is an absolutely unreal sounding engine like you, you get some of those ls builds that are i've i've heard of some of them getting upwards of ten thousand oh rpm my gosh yeah but you, you can just imagine what something like that what would it cost. sounds like but the sound is just 
mind blowing. Yeah. Um, also, you can add uh, like another different thing I've seen recently is uh, what's it called unequal length. Headers? Unequal, or no, sorry, or equal, equal length headers. Yes. Then Different header headers, styles. Like oh. Eight into one. Eight into so one. Like people are getting wild with all of that <laughs> stuff. I mean, so if you if you say start with an LS platform, pick pick your uh, pick your part numbers, drop down a small amount of money. Okay, I want 550 horsepower, and then you can start thinking about okay, well. Now, what kind of header styles do I want, mm. and all the different things? Because you know, there's there's options even in that. I mean, it's one of the the most glorious sounding things so I've good. ever heard. Is an eight into one on an LS. So you, what, which like one are you going with yours? Mine's going to be 180 degree headers. Okay. So it's a it's a bit of a of a unique thing, and it's something that came out a long, long time ago. Uh, but yeah, it's makes. So I chose that because of what I wanted it to sound mm -hmm. like. It has a more exotic sort of car sound. And it's just complicated and cool. Yeah. <laughs> when do you know not to LS swap your engine? Because sometimes you might not want the, I don't know, that LS sound. And you've kind of also talked about mm -hmm. it too. With your car, you're like, because you have a Porsche 996. Yes. And you were saying that you would not or so you don't say you would not LS swap. Oh, I remember I said that because of yeah. So yeah. like, I'm. Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if you break down the sort of the nuts and bolts of why you would do it, cost, reliability, everything that we've already touched on, mm -hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. It's incredible, and the amount of power you can get is friggin' phenomenal. Uh, there's people out there that make kits for it. You mm -hmm. could just toss it in. Yeah. You know, toss it in. But anyways, like in a Porsche, I mean, I, I would consider myself a little bit more of a a Porsche enthusiast, mm -hmm. and I love the actual sound and everything that comes along with it. So I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't swap any other engine into my Porsche other okay. than a Porsche engine. And but yeah, what if you need seven hundred and fifty horsepower? Yes. True. <laughs> so I mean, if if that's your if that's part so of your right away, that's needs, then yes. you're starting to weigh it out because to take that stock Porsche platform and make it 750 horsepower, mm -hmm. it's going to cost you a massive amount a of money, lot. a yes. lot of money, staggering Food amounts of money, like custom, probably sixty every, seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if yeah. you swapped in a 750 horsepower LS, it's going to cost you twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. So like right away, it's like. What are you using it for? And then yeah. it goes back to that. But if you have that platform, you don't need 750 horsepower. No. So it doesn't make sense. But it's like, as soon as you start chasing horsepower and trying to throw these wild numbers out that everybody's doing, that's when the LS, that's when it shines and you can't beat it. Like, right. of course you can beat it. Like you could build a 2J, you can build a Porsche motor that makes a thousand horsepower, mm -hmm. but dollar for dollar, you can't even get close. Yeah. Right. Like it's not even in the same realm. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, really, that's the big underlying thing that matters a lot is like geez how much money do you got mm -hmm. you know and how much do you actually want to use it yeah because yeah, realistically for me to build 1500 horsepower in any other platform this car wouldn't exist <laughs> right because i wouldn't be able to afford to do it yeah so that's i don't have the people here knowledgeable enough within my not, I would say probably the whole country wow. that would have the ability to build me a reliable 1500 horsepower Mercedes motor. Mm. Like, I just don't know. Like, even I see guys with crazy 63s and they're putting all kinds of stuff in them and they're still doing like 800. So it's like to get over a thousand 
in any other platform that I'm aware of is an obscene amount of money. It doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense. Yeah. And then the reliability is not there. Yeah. Like it's like now you're almost like track only, like mm-hmm. quarter mile cars. Like you get a thousand horsepower Supra, it's, you can drive it on the street, yeah. but it's not a street car. No. Whereas you can have a legitimate thousand horsepower LS powered street car and drive it every day. That's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, and we're at kind of a turn of, you know, the world is, is, is allowing us to build these crazy, crazy numbered, you know, engine builds. I mean, you, you have to bring in like really, really sophisticated engine management torque management mm. ECU to handle stuff all of that. to be able to handle that power, yes. right? Like we're, we're seeing, you know, horsepower and torque numbers that are upwards of 3000 plus, you know, and, and these guys are doing it with warranty, mm-hmm. you know, sheep, you race underground racing, all of mind. these guys, like it's staggering the numbers, but they, they would never be able to, you couldn't use that power. Mm-hmm without having torque management, ECU, like control. Motec and Amtron and all then of these other ones. What's the other ones. thing that uh, you guys were talking about the other day of like, not, it's not traction control, but it, uh, it helps with like anti-lag and stuff. Like the, it monitors stuff in like each wheel or I don't know what um, it's called. I, it's, you're, you're, I think you're touching on like the torque management. Yeah, it might be like that it, one. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like, so like you, you I mean, I'm not, I'm just barely learning about this stuff. Our, our wiring guy, Steve, yeah. he plays around with a lot of like crazy, crazy horsepower drag cars. And he was telling me about it and it's just, yeah, it's, so it's torque fascinating. And boost the gear and yeah. all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. It's like makes, cause you can make those horsepower numbers. And now that's the thing is like for the past, probably we'll say five years, mm-hmm. Maybe it's more. It's like we've been chasing those numbers. Now we got those numbers. How can we put it? Now down? we're trying yeah. to make it useful. Yeah. yeah. So now that's where all the electronics and safeguards and all these different assists yeah. are starting starting to come into play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a thousand horsepower is completely unmanageable. Mm-hmm. I would say realistically, six hundred and fifty horsepower like with no spot. with no aids is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. so. Now trying to make these crazy numbers manageable, it's like now you're in a whole nother game. Like <laughs> I mean, now you're a, adding even more stuff. And that's a, like a that's a different conversation right there. Even is like, even though that these crazy numbers are obtainable, you know, with an LS, it's super reliable and affordable and mm-hmm. obtainable. Yeah, is, is it something you actually really need? <laughs> like, well, that's I mean, unless you unless you invest the ten Gs plus for a torque management super traction control system to be able to manage that, well, what are you, what are you doing, right? Mm. Well, I think that's a big disconnect that social media has brought, yeah. is they give you the impression that everybody has oh, this. Oh yeah, a thousand horsepower. Everybody has a thousand horsepower. Unless like, you got it, you're not even you're in the conversation. The yeah. yeah, so I mean, Very I know fun. like three people that have a thousand horsepower and I'm one of them. <laughs> like it's, they, they make it seem like it's just the most common thing and mm-hmm. it's it's really not because mm-hmm. it's not usable. Yeah. And like we have, we have like a circle of friends that are also car builders and you hear all the time that like, you're like, hey, whatever happened to that car? Guy couldn't drive it. So he got rid of it because wow. it's terrifying. That's after horrible. building a thousand yeah, horsepower like, or high horsepower You get horsepower. in your head and you build all these, put all these numbers into it and it's like you built a motor, but you didn't build a car. Mm, so, so it still it, has a stock. Well, they put some stuff in it, but I mean, they're still using technically antiquated stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, 
either bolstered versions or maybe modified New versions of yeah. older stuff. Yeah. And then you put 1500 horsepower in it and it's it wasn't not manageable. The thing's yeah. terrifying yeah. and then the people don't want to drive it. It either sits, that's why you never see it on the street. Or like most recently, we just heard about like a 2000 horsepower car that was supposed to be a race car. They can't do anything with it and they got to back it all up and try to make it treatable. What? It's crazy. But a lot of these cars that's get built. Sad focusing on a number that's just not usable mm -hmm. like it's not realistic like you have to be really really honest in what you're doing because mm -hmm. it's going to be terrible like yeah. you take something like a lamborghini huracan which is an insane platform all-wheel drive and it can barely make 1500 horsepower mm -hmm. manageable like you can drive it in a straight line yeah. The all-wheel drive one. Yeah, the all-wheel all drive. You do that to a two-wheel drive one. <laughs> no. And you put 1,500 horsepower in your average 69 Camaro, you're probably going to die. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be working those electronics to, yeah. to their maximum potential, that's for sure. So car building has evolved immensely. Now that those numbers are easy, they're, they're actually easily attainable. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, it's not, this isn't some you know, top secret skunk works race shop <laughs> turning out 1200 horsepower motors. Yeah. Like any kid can do it. Like That's you can so get some awesome. Chinese turbos and make 1200 horsepower, yep. but you're putting it in a 30 year old car, mm -hmm. like some ship box with terrible brakes, terrible suspension. And then now the rest of it's trying to catch up. Yeah, it's yeah. like, seems like things have kind of like, okay, cool. We're good at 1500. Let's start making better cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think where we're at in the game now, whereas it's, yeah. Yeah, because the the chassis needs to be able to handle the power potential that's available there now yep. easily. Yep. You know, there there has to be a balance in power and handling. Mm -hmm. But you still don't need it. No, no. no. Like, no like, you, you, want you want it. You want it. Because I mean, I get in that conversation with people all the time about my Evo being track car, take it to track, take it to track. It's like this thing would be the absolute worst track car. Yeah. It has a thousand more horsepower than it needs. <laughs> So the thing would be ridiculous, yeah. like absolutely so ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's no way, like you have LMP cars and they have all the resources in the world, like nothing but money. Rarely do you see them with more than a thousand horsepower. Yeah. Because they just can't. Yeah, you can't get, use that on you a You can't track. use it. No. Like you can't use it anywhere. So it's like, if you're following what they're doing, there's no way that you could possibly believe that you're going to be able to do it any better than those guys. Yeah. Like, I don't believe I can. Maybe some people got the attitude or the <laughs> arrogance to believe that they can, but yeah. it's not realistic. Okay. Anything else before we, I think, yeah, I don't know how long we've been on, but probably a while. <laughs> so if you've made it this far, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to get where you're going, put an LS in it. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else you guys want to add? No, I think that's it. Sweet. Okay, we will see you guys next week. Have an amazing day. Bye.